Hello, welcome to The Playbook with Joey and Zach. I'm Joey. I'm Zach. Uh, and this is our weekly radio show on BC uh, Radio, WZBC Sports. Um, tonight and each week, um, we will be streaming and talking sports on here. And this is our weekly radio show, um, 7 to 8 p.m. on Wednesday nights. Um, and this is the first one. So thank you guys for joining. Um, so a little bit more about me. Uh, my name is Joey Mayawari. I'm a junior uh, from South Boston, Massachusetts. Um, and I am a New York Giants fan, which is hard to believe from Boston, but a big New York Giants fan, Red Sox fan, Celtics fan, and Bruins fan. I'm Zach Cruz. I'm a junior at Boston College from Andover, Mass. Um, big fan of all Boston sports, especially the Celtics, uh, Bruins as well. Um, excited to get the show going. Um, so pretty much this show is going to be a place for all things sports to be discussed with a focus on Boston sports. We're going to be talking to listeners across BC's camps and beyond. We're going to be talking to some guests that we'll have on the show as well. Um, tonight's focus is going to be on re- uh, recapping a lot of different performances from teams like BC football, Celtics, the Sox, and the Pats. Um, we have a good list of topics we'll be discussing this season, and uh, we invite you guys to call on and join the discussion. Um, so, uh, here we go. Hopefully, I'm just making sure we don't have any volume issues. Hey, I'm just making sure we're good. Uh, I'm getting some text that's quiet, so just trying to make sure we get things right. Is, is, is it, it the slide is up or got, down? Yeah, we want them up to be louder. Yeah, I think the yeah, slide is up. go up. All right. All right, Apologies so, for the technical difficulties. We should be good now. Yeah, this is our first time in the studio, right. so we really had no uh, practice or anything before mm-hmm. this. So yeah, we got thrown in right at seven oh two, and it's a big yeah, it's a big transition to come into this. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we figure things out. It seems like we're getting there. So mm-hmm. at least Spotify's gonna have the whole clip. Spotify's uh, gonna yeah. have two clips, uh, just because we've been behind for fifteen minutes now. But it's alright though. We mm-hmm. I say yeah, I'm hearing it's better, so we're good. Alright, we yeah, got a we got good. a more improved version here. So. Um, we should be good. All right, so to begin, though, what do we Let's get, get into it. Uh, so one of the first things we want to talk about today was just get into the whole BC football situation. Um, a lot of controversy going on with who should start at quarterback. Um, team had a hot start going 4-0, albeit across some, uh, against some... Easier matchups. Yeah, slightly easier matchups, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Um, a lot of controversy over the QB situation, though, about who should start going into this week and how we can come back from losing three straight games going into a tough road game at Syracuse. Yeah, um, I think the tough thing with BC football is the four games we started with, starting against three easier opponents. Missouri, they were, you know, they were good competition. It was a solid that game. That was a good game. Starting with three easier teams definitely didn't help. Uh, I know the team morale's up, obviously, and we're scoring a lot of points, so everyone feels like, oh, we're, you know, we're doing great. We're scoring 40 points, 50 points against Colgate. But I do think that when you go into a game against Clemson or, or Louisville, playing an ACC game, you want tougher competition early in the season. So... You have easier matchups, you know, earlier in the season. Yes, I mean, yeah, you score a lot of points, but I don't think having easier matchups necessarily helps. I'd rather play tougher teams. So when you get into a tougher situation, like with Clemson, you know, you're already ready for that. It's not like you're playing UMass every mm-hmm. week. Yeah, it's learning how to finish too, because it felt like the first four. I mean, the Mizzou game, it was you know a great finish, but the first three games it seems like our ability to close games has been tough. Looking at the Clemson game, we had that last drive where. We drove all the way down the field, looked great, and then Grossell had that near pick, and then the unfortunate missed uh, snap. Um, but things like that happen in games. You try to limit them. Um, looking at Syracuse, I think it's all going to be about execution, particularly towards the end of the game. Um, and limiting the run game has been a big theme for this BC defense, um, giving up about 330 rush yards last week. It was tough. So I think that's going to be a key coming into the Syracuse game. They got... Uh, the running back, Sean Tucker, he's one of the best in the nation right now. Great he's got yeah. mm-hmm, over 1,000 rushing outs already on the season through seven games. Um, QB Garrett Schrader's had a solid year. Um, he's good. He can move well within the pocket, um, throw the deep ball pretty well. So I think um, BC defense is going to have to keep 
playing well like they have all year. Um, and it's going to be important for them to limit turnovers in offense as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the tough thing with BC's defense is the rushing defense. Uh, after that Louisville game, I think Louisville had 331 yards on the ground, so they got a lot of a lot of yards off of uh, quarterback keeps from Lee Cunningham. He's a great quarterback in Louisville, so you know he's going to get his yards every game, but you got to limit that. He can't have 100 and what do you end up with, uh, let me see, 133 yards on the ground and three touchdowns rushing. And then you look mm-hmm. at their other running backs in Louisville, uh, Cooley and Mitchell, they had 112 and Cooley 67. Uh, respectively on the ground, both of them 167, 112 and 67 rushing yards. So, you know, BC's defense, we got to get some pass rush too. I think it's the defensive line. We have a lot of talent there. It's just, I, I don't know if it's more of a technique thing. I don't know if it's more of, you know, guys being wide open down the field so the quarterbacks don't have to hold it for long enough so the defensive line has no time to get in there since the quarterback's getting out quick. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the issue is, but, I mean, we're, we're currently dead last in the ACC in sacks right now, which 14th in the ACC with, I think we have eight sacks or seven sacks, which is mm-hmm. tough. We've had a lot of weeks games. with no sacks. It's tough. <laughs> through you seven you games. You the quarterback. You want to win some of these games. Absolutely. Especially Virginia, going against a team like Clemson, Louisville. Yeah, yeah you can't have it. I think Virginia is second to last with 13 or 12 or something. We have dead last with eight. So it's a big difference. I think four sacks, I mean, you go from 14 to 13. I'm not 13. It's not that big of a difference. But I'm saying, you know, four sacks. We only have eight on the season. So four is actually a big difference. So that's the thing. I think we're going to get some defensive line pressure. I, I feel like when we play in Louisville, at, I mean, at Louisville, it's a tougher game. So, you know, I'm not going to say, you know, if we played at BC, it would be differently. But at Syracuse, we've actually played very well over the years. We've actually been putting up 45, 50 points against them. the last couple of years pretty well. Last year was a close game. I think 16-13 was the final score. Um, yeah. Almost yeah. a trap game. Got lucky to get out of there. But I think this year, um, I mean, both teams are looking a lot better than they did a year ago today. Um, so Syracuse, we definitely got to watch out. I think limiting turnovers is going to be the key. You see... A guy like Dennis Grossell, who threw two picks last week, and he's had five over the last three games. I think the key is going to be um, kind of putting him in a scheme where he maybe doesn't have to make some of these deep throws and maybe, you know, some of the uh, comments that Jeff Halfley made over the weekend after the game that, you know, he's got to really figure out whether it is Grossell or whether it's him not putting him in the place to succeed. And it sounds like based off his comments yesterday when he said he had to uh, think about it hard, but it ended up being an easy decision for him to... Um, declare this week's starting quarterback. Um, although he hasn't revealed it, it seems like it, he's going to keep with Grossell. Um, so I think that's definitely a key. It's going to be limiting turnovers um, and kind of playing to his play style this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I like Grossell. He's a tough guy, you know. And yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of he's him. A back quarter, he's a good backup quarterback, but I do think, you know, if you have a better quarterback, whether it's a freshman or it's a sophomore, whatever it is, I, you know, it doesn't matter the year in the, in the end of it. I mean, if you have a better option – Maybe give it a shot. I know it's tough during the season. That's definitely tough. You know, just I mean, Grossell has been hit of the ball now the last three seasons uh, with injuries to Anthony Brown two years ago, uh, and then uh, Phil Jakovic the last two yeah. years with injuries. Mm-hmm. So um, it's definitely tough. Um, you know, to be hit of the ball midseason. But I like him. He's a stand-up guy. It seems like he's a great leader out there. But I mean, yeah, if you have a better option, sure. you know, um, maybe you I still think he's one of the better core, uh, backup quarterbacks in the nation. I yeah, stand by that. definitely. And he's a tough uh, guy to him. He gets killed out there a lot of the time. He's getting hit, and, and he's on his back for half mm-hmm. the game getting hit. And he's he finds getting uh, always finds a way to hang in there. Absolutely. I mean, it seems like, for what it's worth, I mean, just to be thrown in, especially in a big game last year against Clemson and coming in on fourth and three and throwing a zip right over the middle for a first down, I mean, it, it was great, mm-hmm. though. He that was awesome. Yeah, the fourth and three came he in. He looked great on that throw. So hopefully uh, mm-hmm. hopefully he, he hangs in tough, too, team. against teams like Mizzou. I mean, even Clemson was close. He hung in tough till the end. Um, Absolutely. But I think if we're looking at potential backup options for this weekend, guys that I think could make a start, I mean, I do think 
based off Halfley's comments about how the decision was easy in the end, I do think he'll end up rolling with Grossell. But I think if we were to go with a different option, I like Matt Ruiz out of Ohio. Um, redshirt freshman. He's Matt Hasselbeck's cousin, actually. Um, he's a pretty quick thinker. He makes good reads. Supposedly he can move well, and he turned a lot of eyes over a summer camp. Uh, six foot four, good pocket passer as well. I think he could be a solid option um, moving forward to the team. Yeah, absolutely. I think having last year be, you know, COVID year is definitely tougher for you know younger quarterbacks to get time in training camp since it wasn't really a training camp; it was a summer camp. Uh, mm-hmm. So him having an opportunity this last spring and summer to to get some throws in, obviously now during the season, I'm sure he's getting a lot of reps in practice since. I mean, it seems like we could be making a change. We might not be making a change. Who knows? But at the end of the day, I feel like whoever's the best guy to go with, you go with. Especially now, since mm-hmm. we're yeah. we four and zero, oh, so now losing what are we four and three now? Yeah, so losing three in a row. losing three straight games, something's got to change. Whether it's you change quarterbacks, you change you know technique. You know, this is mm-hmm. it's not Scheme, always just yeah, one thing. Style. You know, there's a lot of things that yeah, you, you know go into winning and losing. From. Absolutely, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that go into winning and losing. And I feel like right now with BC, I. You have so many playmakers. You got to get the ball. I mean, Zay only had four catches for forty-three yards last week. Zay Flower is great, yeah. great receiver. I mean, he's player. one of the best in the country. Um, he's unreal. You got to get him the ball. CJ Lewis had a great year last year, and I don't really know what's going on with him. I mean, he hasn't touched the ball too much this season. From uh, he's been injured, remember, but yeah, he's been hurt. I think he's he played earlier in the season, like the yeah, first he two was or in three against games. Mizzou. Uh, yeah, first two or three games didn't touch the ball too much. Um, we have a lot of weapons. You got to get the ball to. I mean. From last year to this year, I mean, you have, you have great growth in guys like Patrick Gower. He's been playing great. He's looked awesome uh, every time the ball touches yeah. his hands. Mm-hmm. Um, Sinkfield's a great transfer from West Virginia. I mean, we have so many guys that you got to get the ball to. And if there's a certain guy holding you back, whether it be Grossell or not, I mean, I do like him as a backup, as I said. Something's got to give. Something's got to change. Mm-hmm. I think the key is, too, you look at a lot of these games, especially particularly uh, the NC State game a couple weeks ago. Although the final score was 33-7, to that game was a lot closer than the score showed. Um, even though BC kind of lost energy in the second half, it felt like there was really three plays I thought that changed the game. There was that blocked punt, uh, or the dropped punt that turned into a touchdown. Um, and then NC State had two huge throws over the top that easily could have been, um, you know, stopped. Deflected, yeah. I mean, yeah, you would hope. Deflected, right? Um, yeah, their first touchdown of the game, too, I thought was going to be broken up by Elijah Jones there. Um, tough play, but it's all right. I think it was just a few plays that kind of swung the entire game in their favor. Um, but play by play, you know, Garwo had a solid game. Grossell played solid. Um, yeah. Just aside from a couple of turnovers, I think we were right there. Um, so that's why I feel like we're going to roll with Grossell too because he's proven um, that he can at least hang in these situations. And I feel like Halfley probably feels like he's the best leader for the team. He's the guy who can come out and we can play tough in yeah. any game with him. Absolutely. I think the tough thing with BC is – Louisville's defense, you know, is giving up, I think, 450 yards a game. I think they were on defense they were giving up. And BC only had, uh, let's see, something. It's definitely less than that. It was like 250, I think, total yards from offense, which if you're going against a team that's been giving up 450 yards a week and you only get 266, that was the number. The BC only got 266 yards on offense. That's 200 less than Louisville gives up in a given week. It's just you got to move the ball down the field. Then on mm-hmm. defense, I mean, we were talking about Pass rush and defensive line. We're dead last, as I said before, in, in, in defensive sacks this season. Uh, that's another thing that you got to fix. You can't be giving up 438 yards and only gaining 266 on your own. It's just, you know, you're mm-hmm. never going to win too many games. It's not like sustainable, that. yeah. To, to only lose by got seven. A lot of though, weapons going deep, too. True, that's the that's thing. I mean, bad. you got Zay going, Zay Flowers going a lot of deep routes. and mm-hmm. Jalen Gill, I Jaylen think he Gil. should get more involved. He only had six receiving yards last week and four receptions, which, I mean, he's a speedy guy, too. I think yeah. he can. 
moved it to Dwalize, and it Absolutely. seems like we haven't been using him as well. Absolutely. Hope this season. I mean, a big Jelani Galloway fan too. I'd like to get him the ball also. Um, he can go up and get it. Um, and then, I mean, Travis Levy out of the backfield. That's another guy. If you can't, if you don't have a guy over downfield, just dump it off to him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's not a bad, not a bad pass catching running back. He's really good. I, I, you know, I'm using more than we do actually right now. But uh, that's the thing. I think defense will be the biggest question. I know offense with the quarterback situation. You know, everyone's talking about that. But I feel like the defense. I'll give it up. 438 yards. You're not going to win many games, no matter who you're playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to fix the run defense. 330 rush yards from Louisville last week. Yeah, and 100. Um, you know, 30. That's tough, especially three, when yeah. we, we want to go a team against like you know. Pitt, Wake Forest. Not that we're playing mm-hmm. Pitt this year, but there's a couple of strong ACC teams. Um, you know, there's Absolutely. always guys in the ACC that are killer running backs that have made it to the NFL and beyond. Absolutely. Um, you know, speaking of those teams, Pitt, Wake Forest. I think. Yeah. All right, who are you yeah. thinking is going to take the ACC? I'm. I'm going to go with Pitt. Uh, I'm a big fan of Kenny Pickett, the quarterback. He's had a great season. Um, I think. Let me get his stats right here. I think he's had two hundred and uh, two thousand two hundred thirty-six yards on the season with twenty-three touchdowns to one pick. So that. Touchdown to interception ratio is great. Um, he's completed 69% of his passes. They're 6-1, and one, they're ranked 17th in the country, and just beat Clemson this last week. I'm going to roll with Pitt. I, I, you know, great on offense, great on defense. Um, I know before the season, everyone was still rolling with Clemson and Pitt. If you picked Pitt before the season, you bet on him. You'd be making a ton of money right now since everyone was probably going Clemson, I'd imagine. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with Pitt, though. I do think Wake, though, is a great team, too, but I think Pitt takes it. I think Pickett's the better quarterback. Um, he's definitely one of the best in the country. He's had a big breakout season. I'm going to roll with them. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually going to roll with NC State, and I say that because I think they have one of the biggest tantalizing running back duos in the NCAA. Um, Devin Leary is a solid quarterback. He can move well. He can throw the deep ball. Um, and, I mean, they've had proven big wins, you know, Clemson, a um, couple of the big road wins they've yeah. had throughout the season. Um, I mean, you saw what they did to BC. Even though it was a close game, they have a couple explosive plays. I mean, they had that special teams touchdown. They had two huge 60-plus yard passing touchdowns on us, and I mean, BC, as a defense, we pride ourselves on our passing defense. Obviously, Absolutely. we're not very yeah. well known for rushing defense. Uh, but passing defense has been extremely solid this year, and if they were able to make those plays over us, I think they can beat anyone. Absolutely. Um, and I really think that when it comes down to winning the Atlantic side of the division, um, NC State will take it or Wake just because we've seen more out of them. Um, we've seen them in bigger road wins. Um, and Wake, we haven't seen so much yet in uh, kind of bigger games against teams like Clemson Absolutely. and Pitt. Um, and you know you see Wake last last week seventy points that was incredible putting up an army but yeah they also gave out fifty six to that offense which can't let that happen that's not a good sign um, still win the Sam game. Hartman though great QB um, easy Heisman candidate I absolutely think. yeah he's great um, but yeah I'm rolling with NC State kicker fifty six that's tough but I mean at the end of the day I, I think Pitt though I'm gonna roll with uh, with Pickett he's had a great season as I say he's a fifth year senior um, before the season before the twenty twenty one season um, he was a career sixty percent passer with. Uh, 2,500 uh, yards total per season on average with 13 touchdowns, eight picks. And then you look at this season, he's, as I said before, 23 touchdowns to one pick. So he's definitely played his part in, in having a veteran quarterback that is a 50 year guy now. It definitely helps, you know, against ACC teams for sure. And then, you know, who knows who else they play, in, you know, the rest of the season. I think having a guy like that, someone that's been there before, definitely has played a lot of snaps. Um, very experienced. You know, he's a lot of playmakers around him, too. It's not just him on that team. But mm, yeah, they got a great offense pit this year. Absolutely. Just having a quarterback, though, it's a 50-year guy that is very experienced. Mm-hmm. That definitely helps. And as yeah, you said about BC's... Incredibly passer. Very smart. Absolutely, yeah. Reads. For sure. And as you were saying about BC's, you know, pass defense, I mean, the secondary, we got a lot of playmakers there, too. we got to make some plays. And we had, t- I think we had two picks last weekend against uh, Louisville. So, yeah. 
you know, they're, yeah, they're making some plays. Yeah, a couple plays, forced a fumble in there, too. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, they had a couple Matrix. big swings on defense, yeah. Matrix is playing Matrix. great. He's a beast. He's had, he's had a great season. Uh, you got to get the ball, though, you know, out of the quarterback's hands quicker. So that, that, that comes from the pass rush. You can't give all day to throw him. That's the issue. So mm-hmm. Especially a guy like Malik Cunningham, too. He tore us up on the ground. Yeah. Anytime he had time, he just – he could – you know, scramble out of the pocket and run for 25 yards. He had yeah, a couple rushing great. touchdowns as well. So He's great. I've been a big fan Something of him since the, since the start. Since, since the start, started yeah. So I, I was a big Lamar guy, obviously, Lamar Jackson. And once he was gone, you know, he came in a couple years after. There was a, you know, turnover within there. They had a couple quarterbacks in between. But Willie Cunningham, though, very similar. He runs a ton, can throw. Um, so I've been a fan of him since the start. So I, I, I like his game. And you're going to give up rushing guys to him. That's not the thing. It's just you got to limit it. That's the problem. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's the thing. I, it's it's a learning process, and this is halfway se- second season, so I'm sure every single week he's getting better and better with technique and all that. We just got to see it on mm-hmm. the field. I'm yeah, sure we can, I mean, we can definitely see improvement play to yeah. play as is. So. Absolutely. Right things ahead for the team, I think, and I'm excited the, for this weekend. Absolutely. The secondary, you know, that that's something that has been our strong suit for years. So I'm sure things will, will, will shape up, and maybe this will be the week that the secondary, the defense, everything gets going. Everyone wakes mm-hmm. up, but we just, you know, blow yeah, them up like we did. Yeah, I think two or three years ago. Two years ago, ago yeah, we there. had a big win. David Bailey had a huge rushing touchdown. AJ Dillon had like three touchdowns that game. Yeah, yeah I, mean, big we were, games. I think Anthony Brown was still our quarterback back then, so it's been you know, yeah. it's been a while since we've had a blowout against them. Since you know they were they were a good team this year after Syracuse, so I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout, but they got a decent squad there, so hopefully it'll be a good matchup, and we'll see how BC does. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, let's uh let's start talking about the Red Sox. Uh, tough Absolutely. loss last week. Um, yeah. Dropped to the Astros, um, you know, lost in six. Astros, yeah. Braves in the World Series right now. Braves are yeah. uh, The tough thing with the Red Sox is, you know, the offense all season, you know, was outperforming expectations, obviously. With coming into the season, no one gave the Red Sox a chance to make the playoffs. Um, so we were outperforming expectations since the start. And then in the playoffs, I mean, we were playing great. I think we had 25 runs in the first 26 innings of the ALCS, which is yeah. – Unreal. And then if you look in the last Such 26 a innings. You look at guys like Kiki, uh, Kike Hernandez. Awesome. He had a great playoff yeah, series. He played well the entire playoff. All, the whole playoff series. Great against the Astros for the first uh, two or three games, too, which was awesome. And mm-hmm. Great um, against the Rays, too. Awesome. Instrumental the whole, the in the whole, series. All of September and on, he was great. And it, and that's the tough thing. It's you know the last game four, five, and six, losing three straight, two at home, and then you know one in Houston. It's just tough. You can't let that happen being up 2-1. And we got outscored 22-1 to 1 in the final 26 innings of the ALCS. That can't happen. I mean, we had 25 runs in the first 26 innings, and then the final 26, we get outscored 22-1. to 1. It's just mm-hmm. the We offense. were up on them in Game 5, too, and then it's just... Yeah, downhill. Yeah, yeah. Downhill after that. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a tough game. I think that's where it all changed, Game 5. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I mean, you're up 2-1 in the series. I think Game 4 was the biggest turning point, because I was thinking, you know... Two one. Yeah, game four. To three to That's one versus two to two. Three to one versus two to two is a big difference. Mm-hmm. I was talking difference. about game four and we were up and then they started yes. coming back and they had nine we months blew by it. the end of the night. Yeah, yeah we blew that game. That, that was that, hard. I think that's part of that Came statistic. Came back from an intramural floor hockey game, I think, and yeah. just checked the score. <laughs> we probably should have played hockey tough. the whole night because that wasn't a great game to come home to. But mm-hmm. that's the thing, though. Uh, they got a lot of question marks now in free agency with the Sox. Uh, you know, Kyle Shorby is a free agent. It was a great acquisition at the trade deadline. Uh, I know he was out for the first you know, a month or so as a, as a sock, but played great in the second half of, you know, the, his tenure with the Red Sox. I know he's out the first half of, the, of his time with the Sox, but you got him, you got J.D. Martinez who can opt out of his contract. Um, and then you got Bogats and Devis who are going to need extensions at some, at, at some point. So the Red Sox have a lot of question marks and, and a lot of things to fill. And that's the thing. It's just, you know, you outperform expectations. Obviously 
No one gave us a chance to be where we were at. But it is tough, though, when you lose, and now you look at the team, and it could be a whole new team next year. I mean, if you lose Schwarber or JD, or I know Bogut's got one year left, so you're not going to lose him yet, but it's going to be tough for us to you know, get everyone back to performing the way you, they were since a lot of their career years. Yeah, it's going to keep that whole team. A lot of those guys are going to start to get paid real soon. Absolutely, yeah. That's the thing. I mean, they had career years, all of these guys. Hunter Renfro mm, had a career yeah, year. Devers. Kike Devers had a great, great year. Uh, JD had a big bounce back year from last year. Bogats had a great year, even though he's played mm-hmm. with injuries here and there. But Everyone just got hot at the right time, too, especially August, September. August, we had a little bit of, or September, we had a little bit of a slump. Um, yeah, that's the thing. It's tough. It's it, That's the hard thing. At the end of the day, it's, you know, give and take. The Red Sox, I mean, we make it to the FCS, it's a great season, especially if you mm-hmm. can't Yeah, you can't be mad about but that. It is tough when you lose. Considering what people were saying at the beginning of the year. It's tough when you lose a ton, though. You know, the, the way we lost at the end of, you know, that, that game four, five, mm-hmm. and six. It's Astros tough to lose the way we did. Um, but a lot to look forward to in, in the future. We have a lot of young talent, um, a lot of great players. You got Devis still, you know, and Bogots. It was a great building box. No matter who we have next year, those are great starts. Um there are, there are other guys you got to re-sign. Jose Iglesias was a great pickup uh, right at the September uh, waiver deadline uh, when the Angels caught him. He was a great pickup. He he really got us going. Um, that was huge. Um, he came in. The Red Sox had a lot of defensive errors, and he came in. I think he only had like one error in that month he played. It was hitting 320 or something. He was up there. He had a great you know September. So hopefully we can get him back and probably won't be too much money uh that's the thing mm-hmm. it's yeah he was awesome hopefully we can get him on a discount too yeah um, and, he, and he looked like he loved boston he was you know doing he was you know putting that pushing the card around after every home run and stuff and and all of that mm-hmm. so that's the thing it's tough you you know you got to figure things out and high and bloom did great with the socks i was critical of him at first with uh trading mookie bets you know trading a guy like that that was tough that trade never easy but verdugo still figured it out with that team yeah verdugo he's been great um they kind of just believed in the young guys too Um, absolutely i thought that was key and verdugo is kind of where we came big part of the team he's all the energy verdugo is the entire team and all the energy so whenever we're having a good game verdugo is up whenever we're having a bad game he was up too so that's the thing you know it's tough and at the end of the day like you know you never want to lose whether it's the alcs regular season you don't want to lose games but Losing the way we did, losing twenty-two to one in the final twenty-six innings—that's just—that's not really even it was, losing. It was we were a hard to watch. Yeah, we weren't even in the game at that point. Hopes um, were high too, being up two-one in that series. Yeah, there were a lot of questionable moves too. I mean, you, you got first and third, and in, in brought in guys six. like Danny Santana, Travis Shaw back. Yeah, in. I was surprised to see some of those moves. That was—I guess he's just trying something and trying to give it a shot. I understand Alex Cora doing that. I guess you just want to get something going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get some better. See if someone can heat up and get going. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's the thing, but. Especially throwing a rookie like Dahlbeck right into the ALCS. Yeah, so, yeah. off a two at bats too. Like it's tough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that at the end of the day, looking I, back, I might have rolled with Dahlbeck though. Yeah, he, he played solid after the trade deadline. We could have got Rizzo. And we and we we rolled with Dahlbeck, and I was critical of him also with all the strikeouts. Schwarber was a great pickup at the deadline. Speaking absolutely, of that. and that's the thing. I mean, that's, that's a big hit for us. That's the question: JD or him? Because both play DH, a little bit of outfield. I know Schwarber played first base, but. Um, it's tough, you know. At the end of the day, we're gonna have some big decisions to make. Uh, I mean, either way, you can't lose with the other player. I think it's just. I mean, personally, I'd rather have JD just because he's been on the team longer, and um, I feel like you know the Red Sox fan base like we're all more loyal towards him. Um, either way, I'll be happy. Either player can hit bombs, so yeah. If we can get either on a good deal, I'll be ecstatic. That's the thing. Yeah, we'll see how it works out. I know Hyam Bloom's definitely doing his homework right now, so we'll we'll see how things go. But I definitely want to try to keep. The core we have, and I think signing Devis now would be the best idea since the further, mm-hmm. the longer you I think wait, he was our best player this season, be, yeah, definitely. 
Definitely, I'm with you. I mean, I think he's the best. He had a great year. Just hits bombs. One of the best young players in the game. I he mean, just loves playing the game, on the too. Team. He's always smiling, always having a good time. Absolutely. Just fun to watch. And people talk about his fielding and stuff. He's got a cannon of an arm. I mean, people say oh, <laughs> he doesn't have a good arm and he's not good at fielding. He, he throws the ball across that diamond like any other. He's great. So, he's got heart, yeah. He's, he, you know, I would re-sign him now because I think it's going to be more money uh, the longer you wait. And giving a guy money now, I mean, I'm sure he'll probably want to perform to the best of his ability. Obviously, no one's going to have an extension, but I think he can play even better after getting that money. A lot of guys, when they get paid, they don't play up to those expectations afterwards, but I think he could be one that might actually help, could, you know, be an MVP candidate. Who knows? You just need mm-hmm. him. I mean, yeah, he's got the potential hitting. for sure, the way he's playing right now at his age. Absolutely. That's the thing. So we'll see how things go, you know, as we said, but the pitching, that's another thing. I mean, you gave up. 22 runs in the final 26 innings. So it's not really just the offense. It's on the offense and the defense. The offense couldn't hit, and the defense couldn't uh, – the pitching, I should say. Not even just the defense. We didn't have that many errors, actually. But the defense, you know, pitching, those are things you got to – both of them have to be A1 in the playoffs, pitching. Yeah, if you want to win, especially those games. against the team the Astros, too. You can't make mistakes. Um, that's uh, the thing. It's tough. But uh, we're going to switch gears to the Celtics now. Get a little mm-hmm. Celtics talk. Let's go. I'm a big Celtics fan. Same with Joey. Uh, solid start for the Celtics so far. Two and two. A um, little disappointed with last week. Crazy game against the Knicks. Double overtime loss. Um, and the loss against the Raptors last week was tough. Mm-hmm. But it seems like this week we've taken a little bit of a bounce back, winning against the Hornets and the Rockets. Um, neither team are uh, anything spectacular that we've played. We're playing the Washington Wizards tonight. Um, they're a solid squad with Bradley Beal going. Um, I like the way we looked so far. Jason Tatum was good beyond the first game. Um, I knew he'd come back, and you know he's been balling. He's been scoring 28 points a game. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brown, also 28 a game. Um, he's looked good. Had a great performance in the overtime win against the Hornets last uh, Monday, I think it was. Um, so really mm-hmm. excited for the team so far. A lot of young guys, too, to look out for. Pritchard, uh, Neesmith, and Langford, I think, will all be great. A ton of young talent on that team. Robert Williams, I mean, he's, he looked great yeah, the first game. Such a high-energy guy, too. Against the Knicks, he had 16 yeah. points. 45 minutes, that's another thing. You know, we were holding him back for... The last two years, giving him 18 minutes a game. Nine, 18 minutes a game, he averaged last year, so 18.9, so 19 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. 13.4 in 2019, then 8.8 in 2018. So we were holding the back, and now he's, this season, you know, he had 45 minutes the first game of the year, 28, 28, and 36. So he's getting a lot of time out there, and in the time he's getting, he's been playing great. He had 16 points against the Knicks with 10 rebounds and, and five blocks and uh, three steals, three assists. That's great. Um, and then against the Hornets, uh, the other night he had 12 points of five or seven from the field. That's great. With 16 rebounds, four assists, and three blocks. I mean, he's putting up three blocks. He's had at least three blocks in three out of the four games. So five blocks, three blocks, mm-hmm. one block. Such a high energy player too. When you watch him, he, I think he just fires everyone up on the court. The way he gets up in the air just absolutely sends the ball back. Great rebounder too. Always hustling uh, back and forth. Always going up, catching alley oops. Yeah, um, such awesome. a hustle player. I think. He really kind of embodies what we need on defense, um, and he's kind of like a great second piece to Marcus Smart. Um, a couple of other things I'm uh, excited about for the team, too, is a lot of the additions we made over the offseason. Guys like Schroeder, got a great deal for him. Um, Big fan of him. Josh yes, Richardson. Um, he's been all right the last couple of seasons, but mm-hmm. when he used to play for Miami, um, he was a great player. I think mm-hmm. he's a great versatile wing that we could use, uh, great defense, solid shooter, um, athletic. He can drive. I think he's a great backup for a guy like Jalen Brown. Um, also excited that we brought back Al Horford, obviously a great team leader. Um, I thought kind of in the way we dropped off in the 2020 season, um, a lot of that had to do with the lack of leadership. It seemed like in the locker room, we just kind of fell apart, especially towards the end when the league went to the bubble. And I think Mm -hmm. bringing back a veteran like Horford that 
you know, he's proven leading a team like the Celtics. Um, bringing him back really excited me because I feel like now we kind of have a direction and him alongside with the new coach um, will really help us kind of figure out how to win big games and hang in everything. Because last year we were a little inconsistent, which in a lot of part was due to the uh, inconsistency with the roster. Um, a lot of injuries, a lot of guys getting COVID. But hopefully this year we can find more consistently and have kind of a solid presence and, you know, go at it every night like we're used to seeing. Absolutely. Um, that's the thing. Going from the bubble, you know, almost two years ago now, we're going into two years. And then uh, into last year, I mean, COVID was a big part of the last few seasons and conditioning and guys were getting hurt, obviously, since they didn't play for a year and a half for the most part. I mean, they obviously had the bubble and stuff, but, mm-hmm. you know, guys were out for three months before that, haven't, haven't without been playing basketball for three or four months. So it's tough to get guys conditioned. I think this year you'll see the best conditioning with all the guys since – I mean, they're all back now training during the summer, and, you know, they practice, you know, every day just like they normally would mm-hmm. in, a, in a regular yeah. year. So that's the thing. Hopefully less injuries this season. Um, I know one thing with Jalen Brown, I know he's out the other night. I have a statistic here. The Celtics are plus 19 when he's on the floor and minus 45 when he's off. So wow, Jalen Brown, he makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Um, he's so consistent, too. Just He's always a steady shooter, athletic, great defender. Absolutely, yeah. I that's, think that's the, the thing. Key. Yeah, that's the thing. You just got to figure things out um, and, and and try to get health with Jalen Brown, Tatum. Some of your best players are going to stay on the floor, and, and you can win any game with, with you know those two or three guys out there with Robert Williams as the third. Um, yeah, um, I think he's a big part of the team. I think he's probably yeah. the third best player. So going back to the bubble too, I think that's really where things kind of fell apart. Um, going back to you know that twenty twenty playoffs for the Celtics in the twenty twenty one season, it seems like. Just the whole atmosphere of the bubble being so close to everyone and not a lot going on, it kind of broke some teams and really brought a couple other teams together. Mm-hmm. Like you look at the Celtics who, February 2020, I still stand by. I think they were the best team in the NBA the way they were playing. Uh, beat the Lakers, we beat the Clippers in that double overtime game. Had a lot of great wins. Mm-hmm. Tatum was scoring like 35 points a game over that stretch. Uh, that was his first time making the All-Star game. Jalen Brown was playing great. Jaylen. We were hanging in in all these big games. Um, and then all of a sudden we go to the bubble and we start dropping games, and then um, playoffs were tough. And then we get to a team like Miami in the Eastern Conference Finals, and they're playing out of their minds. So, yeah, they got hot. They got hot. Mm-hmm. Right they got hot, and I think they just kind of got brought together in the bubble, whatever worked. Um, yeah. And it was just kind of a weird season that year. And then it kind of translated into the 2021 season, too. We had a lot of inconsistency, kind of a lack of flow in our offense, and it seemed like the team kind of fell apart just in terms of chemistry. Um, read one report that, before COVID happened in the 2020 season, um, the team would always go out after the game. They'd be getting out, you know, the 13, 15 guys get out and, you know, they're traveling three Ubers to a restaurant or a bar or whatever. And then last season, the 2021 season, it was 12 separate Ubers every night, um, mm-hmm. just guys going home alone. Yeah. Um, so I think that kind of says a lot about the chemistry of the team and what went wrong last year. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a tough it's a tough season, you know, with the last two seasons, you know, it hasn't been normal. So it's really hard to, to get guys – all on the same page, especially I think football. I think it's even more, you know, seen and having crowds now. And look at the Chiefs, Mahomes and the Chiefs were struggling with. They didn't have obviously fans last season, and for the most part, they had you know some, but it wasn't full capacity. And now having full capacity of fans again, it's you got to learn how to play the game again with fans. I think the Celtics having that team chemistry, having fans, I think that obviously helps them. But some teams it doesn't necessarily help going from having no fans or limited fans to having fans. But I think the Celtics playing at the TD Garden, I think that. Brings a ton of energy, but mm-hmm. yeah, there's nothing like playing at the garden, and Absolutely, you know, legends yeah. said before even Kobe Bryant, um, rest in peace. He was saying, "There's nothing like playing there." I love like watching the sea of green go at it. Absolutely. Um, 
you know, it really is the best fans in the NBA. So yeah, for sure, it makes yeah. a huge impact on the court. Definitely, that's the point I was making. I mean, going from two years ago to this year, um, actually having fans again, actually having team chemistry, and being able to go to dinner with your teammates and having practice, that definitely has helped the Celtics a ton. You can see that on the floor. There's, you know, you can tell they're all on the same page for the most part. And against that Miami Heat team in, you know, the 2020 playoffs. I mean, we were all over the place, left and right. That's the mm-hmm. thing. Um, and they were just together, too. They had, you know, Jimmy Butler, Duncan. It was everyone was on the same Duncan page. Robinson, Duncan Robinson, Robinson was drilling threes. Jay Crowder was Bam had there. a series. That was, <laughs> he had that tough block on Jason Tatum at the end of Game 5, I want to say that was. That was that was a changer because we all thought Tatum was going in for the game-winning layup, and then he yeah. got swatted in that. Yeah. That was, was demoralizing. Yeah, it was a, it was a good play. play. Um, but that's the thing. I mean, Going from what teams have had to deal with the last two years going to it now, it's a whole different ball game. And some teams are playing well with having fans and having a normal season. Some teams aren't. Look at the Chiefs. I mean, they've been struggling. Mahomes right now is tied to the league lead in interceptions with nine. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's surprising to see. Yeah, that's the thing. Some guys like are down fantasy years. team. <laughs> yeah, Mahomes. I think he'll be fine. You know, it's it's a long season, and they play the Giants this week. So hopefully he doesn't wake up this week. But he'll wake up at some point. I'm sure. I mean, Giants fine. defense, you know, will wake up. I know it can wake up. <laughs> the Giants, they, we get going when we need to. I mean, you were talking about teams get hot like the Miami Heat did in uh, 2020 uh, when they went to the finals. The Giants, Eli Manning, the Giants defense, they always got going when they had to. And hey, it, all, it only matters when you make the playoffs. It, it only games only matter really when you make the playoffs. That's all that matters. No matter what your record is, no matter who's out there, and no matter what you did against this team before or after, you know. Whatever the situation may be, when you're in the playoffs, everybody's even. So you just got to get hot when it matters the most. And the Giants, the Miami Heat. Got to win some games to get in the playoffs first, though. NFL is not as easy as the NBA. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's a lot of games. That's, that's the problem. You know, there's a lot of games in, in the NBA. So it helps, actually, you know, being able to play. Yeah, a lot more teams games. make it, too. 16 yeah. teams versus, I guess, now 14, actually, in the NFL. Forgot they made that rule change. Uh yeah, they got how many teams in in the NBA make up? It's like ten, right? Sixteen, eight each conference. It's like with the playing game though. It's 10 oh yeah, and 10, they're right? playing games now too. That changes things. Celtics kind of locked out with that last year. I mean, even though we were the seventh seed, yeah, uh, we almost fell out of the playoffs entirely. Um, yeah, which was scary. That's the tough thing. You know what I mean? It's not easy. But at the end of the day, um, I just want the Celtics to stay healthy. I think they'll have a really good season, no matter. You know who's out there and who's healthy, but I think you know as long as you have Jalen or Tatum or Robert Williams, you have some of those guys out there. We'll, we'll make the playoffs. I'm not too worried about that. I just want them healthy in the playoffs. I don't care what we do in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Just like with Saquon, as I was saying, to, you know, one of my friends at Draft and Fantasy, I only want Saquon healthy in the playoffs of fantasy because if you make the playoffs of fantasy and he's healthy, I mean, that's an RB one right there. And just like the Celtics, we were just saying, you just want you know all your best players healthy when it matters most because mm-hmm. the playoffs that's the only time it really matters. You just got to make it, and then after that. Everyone's on the same playing field. So mm-hmm. yeah, this Celtics team this year too. I mean, we're so deep. If we can stay healthy for the playoffs, I really think we can hang with anyone. Um, Brooklyn Nets, obviously, you got you know their big three over there. I think if they're fully healthy and they're all on the same page, they're you know as much as I love the Celtics, I'm taking them in the series as most people would. But anyone else in the East, I think we can take. You know, you got Jason Tatum. He's been getting better every year, uh, putting mm-hmm. up almost thirty points a game this year. Yep. Jalen Brown too, having a great start. Um, you know, the stat you threw out there, um, how big of an impact he's making on the court. And then the rise of some guys like Peyton Pritchard, Aaron Neesmith, I think if they can evolve into what they could be this year um, and take a big step in their second years, I think we could be a three seed, four seed and hang with anyone. Yeah, I think Romeo Langford, I think that's a it's a big breakout player right there. If he stays healthy, I know he's already had injuries and we're only four games into the season, I was already had injuries. But I think Romeo Langford stays healthy. I think 
put him on the floor 25, 30 minutes a night, he's going to make an impact. He can give you 12 to 15 points a game. I truly think that if he can play you know, a full season and stay healthy, I think he could average 12, 15 a game, uh, give you six rebounds, yeah. few steals. I mean, he played great in the playoffs last year against the Nets. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, great defense last year in the playoffs. That's my breakout player of the year mm-hmm. right there. If he actually they matched him up when KD a couple plays, and he looked solid. He I was mean, bodying him a little. KD yeah. could still shoot, but I mean, he's long, he's athletic, he can hang with guys, so... I think that's the key, and I mean, his shooting's been getting better year over year, um, and I think hopefully he kind of gains more confidence and more of a position within our you know, offensive scheme, and you start to see him handle the ball a little bit more and start to set uh, plays up, and I really think he could take off this year, too. Absolutely. Definitely a breakout player to watch for. For sure. Um, so I'm going to give a little Bruins talk uh, right now. We're going to have Mike Hurley in, in, in the cut. He's going to call in right now. Let's so go. We're going to have some, some Bruins for the last 10 minutes, maybe... Uh, Maybe give a quick MLB prediction for the World Series before, uh, while we're waiting for Mike. Uh, yeah. And the Braves uh, are 1-0, so. They've had a hot start. I mean, they're one of the hottest teams in the MLB. They have been all year. Um, even without one of their star players, I think. Um, okay, you know, the series is there, yeah. Um, so. I'll be rooting for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I'm not going to root for the Astros. Um, so I'm yeah. going to go Braves in six. I wanted the Dodgers to play the Red Sox, so both my teams fell out in the ALCS and uh, the NLCS. So that was tough, but I'll be rooting for the Braves. Hopefully Braves in six or seven. I'd be fine with that. Um, the Astros have a probably a better roster, but the Braves are harder right now, so I'm hoping I'm, I'm going to roll with the Braves. But, I mean, look at guys last night. Charlie Moore, uh, their starting pitcher, um, he had a great season. He was 14-6 or 14-7 on the season. He had a great year. Pitching well, out there, the broken yeah. fibula. He had a broke, fractured his leg, and he, and he mm-hmm. struck out Altuve on a curveball. He pitched and, great, yeah. Those are yeah. Good. It was a solid win. What was it, six two? Uh yeah. So they, they won last night. It was a big win. And and the the guy had two strikeouts with a broken fibula. So not too many guys are gonna have that. Shows grit and shows the team really wants to win. So I'm gonna roll mm-hmm. with the Braves. I like them. I'm a dog story. I was rooting for the Dodgers just because mm-hmm. how many games? Love Mookie and all them. Uh it's tough. I'll go I'll go Braves in seven. I do all think right. the Astros have they got they're really they got loads good. of talent, yeah. That's the thing. That's a tough thing. The Braves but, just gotta keep riding their hot streak. So we'll That's see how it goes. I'm psyched though to see how things work out with them, and we'll we'll go from there and see how the Astros do and in, in, in the Braves play. But I'll be rooting for the Braves for sure. I like Freddie Freeman and uh, not having Acuna. I mean, you got to be rooting for them right away just from the get go since they don't have mm-hmm. the first. Yeah, you always got to root for the best player in the league. Whatever. Being a Red Sox fan too, you know, just losing to the Astros. Um, just want to see thing. the Braves win. For sure. Um, I mean, since we're starting to run out of time, we've hit all the other Boston sports. Why don't we talk about the Pats for a bit? Talk about the Pats. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll very excited. Go ahead. Yeah, let's go. Um, very excited about the season so far. Um, three and four start. It's okay. Um, was hoping for a little bit better, but we've hung in a lot of close games. You look at the Bucks game, which came down to a missed field goal, and the Cowboys game too. Um, you know that tough call. Um, I thought it should have been pass interference at the end there um, when we were driving and Matt Jones was taking him, um, and then you know they obviously drove down and had a nice pass to CD. CD um, man, but yeah, yeah, and then. That's two games right there that you know were within one score, and then so that could have been five and five and two right there um, if you really look at it that way. Um, Matt Jones has been unbelievable though, um, great stats, solid completion percentage, um, one of the best as a rookie. Back, um, yeah, he's had a great great rookie season. Might be the best out of the class right now. He's looking like he was the most NFL ready. I know Trevor Lawrence really hasn't had too much to work with in Jacksonville, but that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think. I will say, I mean, I think it's obvious that Max been playing the best out of any rookie QB right now, but I think a lot of that is due to him having a great situation set up for him already. In the Absolutely, event. yeah. You would build Belichick. It's big difference than Urban Meyer, who I don't he's know had what a tough he's start. doing. I don't know what he's doing. But uh, 
Let's get some Bruins talk for the last seven minutes. We got Mike Hurley on. Here we go, Mike. Let's hey, go. What's good, kid? What's going on, Mike? What's up, boys? How are we doing? You know, long time caller, first time listener. There you um, go. The program here, and it's about time we say the best for last. The, the Bruins. Bruins. Yeah, we'll let you go to work. <laughs> yeah, get on. They're facing the third undefeated team in a row here. They got four in a row. So that one, one. Be, uh, you know, the teams from the Kings, uh, the team here. And let's just be honest, there's only two sports where – a team can get into the playoffs and win the whole thing, unless you're a top team. It's just hockey and baseball. That's it. You know, the Celts, heard you guys' takes, but if you don't have LeBron James, I'm sorry. You get <laughs> number one or two seed to win it. If you don't have Tom Brady in the NFL, I mean, you got to be a top team. Otherwise, you're not making it. It's just the uh, nature of the sport. So That's the thing. That, though, Bees, pretty good team. Uh, some young guys, Swayman. Uh, he's not in that tonight, but he looks pretty good. I just want to hear what you guys think about uh, how, how the Bees look, if you watch any. And then how BC yeah. looks, and they got any top uh, NHL prospects on the, on the roster that I got to watch this year. That's a good yeah. question. Yeah, BC uh, Hockey, we went to the game. BC Hockey's looking good. Yeah, we went to, uh, went to, I went to two. the U-Denver game Saturday yeah, in the kid, uh, Colorado College. Uh, I think he's a Bees. Yeah, yeah Bruins, Bruins, Bruins draft prospect. Yeah. They signed him, right? Yeah, yeah, Trevor Kinto, yeah, yeah, Bruins draft team. Right. Gasso or something, so if you're a big buddy, Ben. So. I know you've been doing your research on the on the Bruins draft prospects. He knows them all. So you can go <laughs> one by one down the line. There he knows go. them all. But, uh, BC, I went to the uh, Northeastern game, then I went to the uh, Denver game. Denver, they they ended up beating last week. They were like 5-3 to three or 6-3, to three, and Denver's a good team. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah, they're, they're ranked nationally ranked team, uh, top 10 matchup. That was a big win for BC hockey. And then Absolutely. Coming after a you know, tough game against Colorado College, too, you hate to see us losing games like that, but rebounding against a team like Denver that, you know, is in contention for the national championship every year. You can't take that lightly. For sure, yeah. And then the Bruins, I mean, hey, we'll we'll have your intake on the Bruins. Give us some hot takes or something because I know you know it better than – you know it better than both of us do. Although they're tied 1-1 right now with the Panthers and, as you said, 6-0 team. They're out shooting them 14-4, maybe 14-5 if they uh, correct the stats. But um, there's one in the league, no question. Playoff pedigree. Problem is, we lost uh, number two offensive center there, so you got to see who's going to step up. Right now, they got the young guy, Stodnika, in there on the second He's line. He's a beast. <laughs> pretty, pretty good, but you got to see if he can actually hold up uh, in a big 82 game schedule. Him or Coyle? True, Coyle. He's, he's a goal tonight. You guys have heard Hockey East alumni, Jack Eichel. Of course. Yeah. Get him on the Bruins. Tom, Tom He's got the big fat $10 million salary, so if you want my input, yeah, that's I, a big I don't think come here. I don't think it's going to fit. He wants to get, you know, some neck operation. So even if you get him, it's going to be a project to get him on the ice. Mm-hmm. But then if the guy hasn't played with his teammates, it's going to be no good. He's going to be no good for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if um, a wing is exactly what we need either. I think I'd rather go for someone that, you know, a big defender. I um, agree. We need D. We need left side D. Clifton, come on. Get Clifton going. Come on. Yeah, well, Clifton's Cliffy's like, you know, he's like the backup quarterback. He's the third, third paid D. Can jump into a big spot, you know, maybe lay some big hits, a little gross cell style, but he's not going to be out there, game in, game out, giving you 20 minutes a night. It's just, it's just not built for it. There you go. Yeah, Clifton, I got to Yeah, it would going. be nice to have someone that we can start alongside McAvoy, definitely. For uh, sure. That's it, Big Mac. I watched Big Mac play uh, for BU, first BC, scored a goal, you know. Oh, wow. Big time player, big time hockey's player. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, you've seen a lot of good players. Always. He graduated from BC in 2017, so he's... He's seen them on Ryan Fitzgerald, yeah, all of them. The, uh, oh, wow. Dominant BC line there, Goudreau, yep. uh, Hayes, and Bill Arnold. There you Dominant go. BC went in, wow. number one in Hockey East. They lost that tournament to Notre Dame because Notre Dame was in Hockey East for a bit. 
Um, that was actually at BC. They lost two out of three games. And then they lost in the Frozen Four. I forget what round, but kind of an upset. I think they lost in the uh, eight teams left. Yeah, they lost. Denver or something. I don't know if they call it the Elite Eight in hockey. I think that's just in football yeah, and basketball. But they, yeah, they lost. They lost for a good team, though. So, And Ryan Fitzgerald yeah, was on that team. Once you get to that tournament, yeah, you know, every, every team has a chance of winning in hockey. Exactly. So. You just want to make the playoffs. Mike knows that. He knows. But, uh, mm-hmm. hey. Well, here's ho- the thing. Like, hey, you saw Robert Robbins to go two rounds last year. But even for me, big fan, want the underdog to win. Always. the underdog to go past the first couple rounds. For sure. That's the thing. It's tough. Into some real NBA talent, real NFL talent. You know, yep. Cincinnati, good little story, but even if they make the college football play, Oh, they get blown out. You know. Put them against Clemson. Yeah, Alabama. I mean, you put them against Clemson in their Most prime, teams besides Alabama and Georgia right now you throw against, you know, yeah. Bama. It's, yeah, it's, it's over after that. Yeah. Mike is famous, though, for uh, predicting correctly Oral Roberts winning their game against Ohio State and also, who they be the second, Florida or Arkansas? Uh, who they beat that second game? I think it might have been Florida. I think it was Florida, and they lost to Arkansas. Yes, he correctly predicted in his bracket both of them wow, winning. That's it. Congrats, <laughs> Ace Miss. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I think you, it was what ten thousand to one chance, maybe. Or hey, you had both. You should have put some money on that. <laughs> what we were reading about the the teams or whatever we saw, they said this kid Ace Miss drills threes. Is how they described it. So me and him were all in right away. Right? This team's gonna be nasty. We watched them play. They was they honestly could have. They stayed alive. I mean. Watch out. They honestly could have been. They were one of the best teams in the tournament, truly. Like, they actually could have won it. They got hot at the right time. sports fan, I got to say, I don't know what's more disappointing. The fact that BC football is lackluster this year or BC basketball is just, you know, irrelevant. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll have to see how basketball goes. I think the new coach, Earl Grant, hopefully he can kind of turn the culture around. Uh, BC football has been tough, though. Yeah, I still BC believe in both. has been struggling, you know, in the last few games. wide open. They can't get in there. Give us, give us your take on Grossel real quick. We got a minute, so give us, give us your take on Grossel. What do you think? You know, I don't want to pull the, I'll pull the punch. He's a good guy, good, good teammate, definitely energy guy. Yeah. Comes in at Clemson, ice cold, throws a dot. You know, on that fourth down conversion, we needed it. But that was last season. This season, he, he's just not shaping up that, uh, that throwing game. Is is taking a step back. Kind of looks like an Andazio offense out there. We just handed it off to. The Garo every time. Garo. So, I don't know. I think I think what we need is Halfley just needs one or two more recruiting classes. And um, I'm kind of with you guys. You got to see if he's got a guy that he likes, a young kid. Get him in the game. See if he can play. If not, you know, go recruit hot some other guy. Because he's been able to bring in some nice, some nice transfers. Um, a couple of them in the NFL last year, I think. Yeah. Oh uh, uh, yeah. That uh, that safety we had, linebacker. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. We, we have some talent. Sure. Yeah, we do for sure. It's uh, recruiting. Recruiting gets you uh, over the top in college sports. For sure. Especially Starting especially to see that come up a lot now, too. With half football is such a big team. you got to have, you know, have some guys. Mm-hmm. Good good, though, in terms of recruiting. Yeah, we got a top 25 class right now, which if it ends up being like that, I think that's the first time ever in BC history. So For sure. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, he's been watching BC football for just as long as my dad and, and, and family has. George's defense got... Nine five-star recruits on it, and the whole yeah. Pac-12 has nine <laughs> five-star recruits. <laughs> Georgia, the dogs. Guys, within the ACC, you know, you gotta, you gotta gain some ground on Clemson. Yeah, that's it. The dogs, though, they're mm-hmm. good. He's been a big Georgia fan for a while too, Mike. He, he knows where the best teams are at. He knows. He's he does. He has the eye test. He knows what te- what players are good, what players aren't always. J.R. Reed, it's another one. Come on, Georgia. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, look at our boy DeAndre Swift. If you guys play a little fantasy football. Of course. Yep, Adam is rookie year. Number two back out there. 
Yeah. Henry. Henry. Yeah. Another beast. He's been crushing. They got a lot of big NFL players down there. Yeah. They got. Hey, that's the thing. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of talent uh, in Georgia. But true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, He's looked great this year too. It's the only Patriot I've had in fantasy. Alabama running backs. Only Patriots. Player I think I've ever drafted. Besides, I guess I drafted Tom Brady when he's a buck, but haven't really drafted too many Patriots guys ever. So Dame Harris, I mean, hey, he gets the award. The only one I've ever yeah, drafted. He's been putting up points that last weekend a lot. I didn't start him unfortunately against Zach. Actually, I didn't start him, so yeah, I probably would have had a big win. Could have won the game maybe if I started him, but <laughs> that's tough. But um, anyways, though, hey. I know where are the end around passes. We could use those. Send Grossell deep. Get a little flea flicker. <laughs> Throw to Anthony Brown, kid. Yeah, no, he should. Mm, yeah, sure. I mean, get Jeff Smith around the edge. Throw to Anthony Brown, just like the good that, old days. Yeah. Kobe White. Supposedly, we got a guy um, on the practice squad or the scout team right now that over practice last week. He like mimicked Malik Cunningham. So maybe throw him in the game. Really? Him to play some receiver. That's my boy. Uh-oh. Malik Cunningham. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, like, hey, might be fast though. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we had a lot that uh, plays, you know, you gotta, that passing touchdown from Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, exciting and entertaining. Got Halfley, you know, there's some buzz around the team around Halfley, mm-hmm. even that USC job, right? Yeah, he's been mm-hmm. kicked around, so you know, it's all about getting those recruits. You got teams like Texas have 180, you know, prospective players in the stands. I don't know how many teams are fielding that many players, but yeah. No, I'm with you. Gotta make a show. Get on national TV. Get some. Gotta get a big win though. You gotta win a big game first. That's a big deal. You gotta win a big game though in order to get on Sports Center. We get get the game day and everything going. Your college game day is not gonna come if you're four and three. So you gotta win some games. Citadel's got a famous auction that they ran down the field against Alabama. Hey, he's ten ten at half. Hey, they had some plays. Yeah, for sure. Now you know you know your eye test. You know what teams are good. Even the smaller teams like the Mac. That's it. You, he called it a Felger mass last yeah. year and said the Patriots should trade Gilmore and Harry, both of them when they were the top of their, you know, what you would have gone for, the max value. Max value. Max value. He said to trade them, and then both guys, Felger and Mass, both said absolutely not, like you're nuts. You should call that back in. Go tell them what's up. Yeah. <laughs> Run it back with them. Burrow. Yeah, I remember you saying the Patriots got to go T. How, right. how many Patriots fans would rather have T. Higgins and um, who's that guy? Keneal? Keneal Harry? Yeah. Nikhil Harry, yeah. He's just saying it to mess. He's just saying uh, it to mess. <laughs> he's like, I'm not a big sure. fan. But uh, anyways, Mike, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Yeah, we'll have you, you on again comment. for sure. Um, have you come on with some Bruins talk? Any any team you want, anything uh, you want to talk about. NHL, any sport, MLB, NFL. Any team, yeah. We'll get you going with it. But uh, hope you have a good, good night. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, we'll thanks for coming again. on. Appreciate it, Mike. Right, boys, keep it up. Keep it up. All right, Southie, how you doing? I'll see you later. All right, take it easy. Peace. All right, All right, and uh, it's just about 8 right now, so we're going to start to wrap things up. But thank you so much to everyone who listened and stuck with it, and we're excited to get this thing going for yeah. the season. Thank you guys for listening to The Playbook with Joey and Zach. Uh, we'll be back on BC uh, WZBC Sports Radio uh, next Wednesday night, November 3rd from 7 to 8. We invite you to listen um, and join us again then. Thank you. And uh, I got a quick few shout-outs to give. Shout-out to the O'Malley's, my boy Steven, Madison, uh, all my family and friends who uh, were listening. Um, thank you guys. really appreciate it. Definitely have you guys back on again. Uh, Same here. Next week. Um, and you can my give boys your, back your home, Ron, so yeah, I appreciate my boys back home, uh, family. So thank you everyone Absolutely. for listening. Let's go.
That's uh, it. We're excited for next week. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Have a great night. Appreciate it. Stay safe. Stay well. And uh, definitely have you guys on again. Thank you.